Ric Flair once famously said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Well, Virginia Union and Benedict College did just beat the man. And our D2 HBCU Kings over the last couple of years have fallen. Oh, yeah, it's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked on HBCU podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked on podcast network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports Editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day every day. And I, of course want you to follow me because remember that the journey doesn't stop just because the mic cuts off it just means it's time to follow me on twitter at south exclusives don't forget the s on the end if you are on the audio side of that of course of course i need you to do that so we can talk at a nice little back and forth just yesterday with the listener it's great i love talking into you talking to you guys it's the greatest thing i get to talk on this show to a camera that you then get to hear. So I get to talk to you, but then I get to really go back and forth directly with you, either on social media or in the comments. I absolutely love it. So I just want to say thank you for that. And the iconic quotes by Ric Flair is, to be the man, you got to beat the man, right? And that was a sentiment that I kind of echoed last week. We had three major games, two of which those words really applied to. And those two games were Benedict College versus Albany State and Virginia Union versus Bowie State. Those are two D2 games of the week. We spent the back half of last week just highlighting games because I thought all three of these games were major. And, of course, the last one was Alcorn versus Southern that we discussed yesterday. But, man, Virginia Union just got a major victory. And to me, from what I was able to see, I'm relatively new to the CIAA landscape. Like, this is... Not something that was my main focus. I was a, a SWAT guy. I'm Texas Southern, right? Who was who was Texas Southern playing? So I'm relatively new, and I'm still getting used to all of the uh, the games that everybody focuses on. But the emotion after this game from Coach G and some of the alums, it felt like beating Bowie State was was a monkey off of the back of Virginia Union. I could be wrong, but that's what it looked like to me. Coach G, a former player at Union talking about getting emotional after watching this win. It didn't feel like what Bowie State represented to everybody else was just the king of the CIAA over the last couple of years. It felt more than that here. Could be wrong. It's not my story to tell, and I'm not going to emphasize it. However, the story I will tell is the idea of beating the man, and that's what you did. Bowie State has been dominant over the last couple of years. This is Union's year. It felt different. It was different. And I'm going to talk about what it means for Virginia Union. I'm going to talk about what it means for Bowie State. And then also the play at the end of the game to go for it in overtime on fourth and goal that Bowie made and why I stand by that comment or by that decision. But what it means for Virginia Union from certain alums, it means like relief. But then for those who aren't alums and just sitting back and just objectively looking at it, 
for what it means from a team perspective only, not a fan or alum or, you know, those kind of things. On the field, it means that you are now the undisputed top dog in the CIAA. Yes, you already were that by record, and that didn't change, and it, I guess it could have changed, um, but it didn't change. But now you've knocked off Bowie State, and Bowie State looked like they were getting into a role, maybe even settling in a little bit to being back to what we thought they were, right? So you knock off Bowie State, definitely a big victory. We talk about them stumbling a little bit, but it felt as if they were getting their footing now. You knock them off. That's a major victory. Now, you really just need to worry about in two weeks. You have one major game left in this season. Of course, you want to win them all, but it really doesn't matter if you win next week. I'm just going to be honest with you. That game is absolutely irrelevant. I looked at the schedule, and I don't care who they play. In two weeks from now, they play Chawan. When they play Chawan, that's going to be the game that decides the division. Chawan is only one game behind them. If you knock them off, you win the division. No matter, you could lose the next two games, or you could lose the game that's coming up next week. You play Chawan, you beat them, then you lose the game after that. You could do all of that, and you would still be in the conference championship. That's going to be the game that clinches. You haven't clinched it yet with Chawan right on your heels. However, you knock them off in two weeks, you win the game. Now to Bowie State. What this means is that you're going to be on your couch for the first time right after a regular season ends in years. You don't know how that feels. You don't know what it feels like to not go to a conference championship. You don't know what it feels like to not go to the playoffs. Like You don't know what that feels like for many of these Bowie State players. I'm trying to think maybe some as far as, you know, with eligibility, maybe fourth, fifth year guys. You, but for the most part, you don't know what that feels like. You don't at all. So that's what's really new for them, and it sucks. You had some real um, nice individual players, and you went toe-to-toe with Virginia Union. I would love to see them still into the playoffs, right? See Kashane Hinckley. You see Janon Carter, right? Wide receiver of the week, defensive back of the week. I would love to see them in a game against some of the, the high-level teams in the D2 football ranks, but you're not going to see it this year. Last year, only one team made it with three losses. Bowie State's already at that. It's just likely not going to happen. So that's what it means for them. As for going forward and what I think of it, I agree with the call. When I look at how the game was transpiring, you look at me, I scored the last two touchdowns or I scored touchdowns on the last two drives that I had. So I'm feeling good about my offense. I'm trusting my offense. I think a lot of times with these situations, people might say, well, you got to trust your defense. Maybe I got to trust my offense. Maybe I need to trust my offense or maybe I just am trusting my offense. Every offensive decision is not directly connected to the defense. I believe in my offense, so I think we can go get two yards. I've scored touchdowns on the last two drives. I'm not exactly sure, if you do want to bring the defense in, I'm not exactly sure that three points is going to secure a victory for me in this game. I'm just not sure of that. So with not being sure of that and all of these things, and I'm only two yards away from the end zone, all of those are reasons to go for it on fourth and goal. You had all of them together. I don't blame them. Sometimes the right call just doesn't work. That happens. Two yards to go. Feel like you got to score seven. And also, also your offense has been rolling. That is the right call. It's just that all right calls don't always work. That's it. And it's easy to second guess it because it didn't work. But when I get to the root of it and the decision, not the actual action, because that's two different things. The decision to go for it. And then also executing going for it, two completely different things. 
You might be able to guess the play call. You might be able to guess the blocking, all of these things when it comes to the execution. But when it comes to decisions, it's just about, are you making the right call? And to me, that was the right decision, just didn't have the execution. Two completely, excuse me, two completely different conversations, and that's why I stand on that. So overall, Virginia Union is now bumped up. They're at 10. They're a top 10 team in the country. We now have two HBCUs who are ranked in the top 10 union who is at 10 in the D2 polls, and then also Jackson State, which is at 6 in the FCS polls. So I'm loving this. Going forward, we're going to talk about another king that has dropped, another crown that has toppled over. We talked about Bowie State, and now it's time for Albany State because Benedict College was able to come out with that victory. Going forward, though, I want to tell you about the Upside app. Whether you're getting gas, whether you're getting groceries, whether you're going out and get something to eat, Upside is great for all of it because it provides you a little relief for everything. And listen, everybody, got, I got to go get some gas now. I think I'm going to go get some gas in a little bit because Upside makes it, it just makes it easier. It makes it more relaxing. Listen, I used to think that Upside was too good to be true. I heard about it all the time, but I never actually tried it. Once I tried it for myself, I felt silly for not trying it sooner. I'm like, oh, I can get some money back when I'm getting gas. It's not a scam. No, this thing is real. Get the money back. Save money on whether you're going to get groceries, whether you're getting food, whether you're getting gas. Just save money. You can save up to $5 or more on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED. Listen, download the free Upside app and use the promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more back on your first purchase of $10 or more. We keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, and I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day every day. And today's word of the day is hyperbole, meaning extravagant exaggeration. None of that here. No hyperbole, no over-the-top rhetoric. Nah, man, we we keep it at a five, right? That's, my, that's what I like to say, keep it at a five. We right there in the middle, right? We're going to turn on when we need to. We're going to turn down when we need to. But for the most part, we're going to keep it at a five and no hyperbole when we do decide to turn up. With that being said, I want to get back into some of these kings losing a crown. We talked about Bowie State losing a crown. No, no, no. Scratch, scratch that. Scratch that. I want to talk about some of these kings having a crown taken. Virginia Union took Bowie State's crown. And now Benedict College has taken Albany State's crown. They ain't just lose it. We know where it's at. It's in the possession of Virginia Union and Benedict College. And honestly, I think this game right here, I don't think this is hyperbole. You don't have to agree with it, but I don't think this is hyperbole. And I'll tell you why right after I say it. I think this might be the first HBCU matchup all year long in which both teams had national recognition. There's been multiple games where both teams had recognition within the HBCU circles. I don't think Fort Valley had any recognition nationally. I don't even know if if Benedict had uh, recognition nationally in that game at that time specifically, maybe after that game, but I'm not even sure. Um, I don't think that Bowie State's getting national recognition right now. Fort Valley versus Benedict College was very close, but if I'm not mistaken, I don't think that there was much national love for them. And it definitely wasn't on this level. Jackson State versus FAMU. It's hard for me to really remember how FAMU was discussed before that loss. 
So that one I'm really kind of on the fence about. But I don't even know if they had that kind of national recognition and belief. All of these in HBCU circles we highly believed in, but I'm not sure nationally. Here, you're talking about the number 23 ranked team in the country in Benedict College. You're talking about the number 21 team in the country in Albany State at the time. Of course, that's changed because Albany lost. But, and they just fell to about 27. So they still are respected and they still have a chance to get into the playoffs and all of that stuff right there. So let's not even act like this, the season is doom and gloom for them. But these are two teams that are ranked in the top 25. This is national recognition, and that's what I mean by it, the ranking system. Um, just the, the way you're discussed is harder to grasp and harder to break down. But when I look at two teams that are in the top 25, I know that they have national recognition. So it's easy for me to say this was the one. And to me, that's what makes this special. Because it's not between two teams where you're questioning. It's not week one. It's not week two or three. You know what these teams are. I know that these teams are good. I know that Benedict is good. I know that Albany State is good. I don't have to see more of the season for me to say, ah, what does this game really mean? It means that Albany State just is not better than Benedict College on that day at least. They could play something they won't play again, but they could play any other day and maybe it goes down different. But on that day, it's no questioning how good Benedict College is. Let's keep it there. There's no questioning that side of it. Um, I want to get into this because I was so impressed with this win because John Jones is my favorite wrestler personally, or excuse me, my favorite fighter personally. Um, I think he's the greatest of all time. One of the things that was really impressive to me is when he fought Daniel Cormier for the first time. When he fought DC for the first time, he wanted to go in and wrestle him. You got to remember, DC is an, not even an All-American. We're talking about Olympic wrestler here. I want to go wrestle that guy. And he did it. You out-wrestled a wrestler. And I used that story, and I probably used it before, and I'm sure I'll use it again. I'll use it anytime that it applies. But I use that to say... You beat somebody at their game. And when you do that, you can't help but gain a little bit of respect. Right? Like, if you're a passing team, I'm going to outpass you. If you're a running team, I'm going to outrun you. Whatever your strength is, I'm going at you, and I'm going to do you better than you. That's what they've done here. And to me, this game is very reminiscent of the Fort Valley game. Fort Valley State came in with the number one rush defense in the conference, and they came in with the best rusher, the leading rusher, singular, right? Not rushing offense, but the best singular rusher. That was Fort Valley. Well, Albany State came in with the number one rush defense and the number one rushing offense. So that's just as a conglomerate. So you have the best as far as individual, and you have the bestest teams. Neither one of them really went crazy. I thought that Emmanuel Wilson had a good day, but I didn't feel as if his yardage was as impactful as it looked on a stat sheet. Now here, Albany State gets held to their lowest total all year. They have never rushed for less than 100 yards. Today they did. They got 152 dropped on their head. It was impressive. And I was, I was proud of Benedict College in that sense where I'm going to out-wrestle the wrestler. I'm going to outrun the team that's all about running. The team that's the best rush offense, best run defense. You didn't run for as many yards as you expected. You hadn't been held that low all year long. And you probably didn't expect to get 152 put on you either on the ground. This is, to me, 
asserting your dominance. Clearly. Right? And especially doing it in the run game. Like, yeah, Albany State was able to get some things going in the passing game, even though Deontay Bono, he was out. I don't I didn't see him get hurt. I didn't think they would bench him, but it looked like a benching. I haven't heard anything, so if you heard something, let me know. But it, to me, I didn't see anything go down. I didn't personally. So um, they got some things going, but most of the offense was generated on a 90-yard touchdown pass. So that was most of the offense. But other, I ain't going to take nothing away from them. They got some things going on, on the uh, through the air, I should say. But Benedict said, I'm going to dominate you on the ground. And that's where you're the most dominant. Yeah, give me that. I love a domination like that. And then matter of fact, just for a little extra emphasis, we're going to have Eric Phoenix drop 250 on you like a hand clean. I love it. I love it. That out, I hope that every week I can come on here and use the out-wrestle the wrestler analogy. And with that win, Benedict is now the number 18 team in the country. So that's important to note because they have also elevated. So now you're in the top 20. You have two teams in the top 20. And matter of fact, now, this isn't the first time Albany State was there, too. But we had three teams in the top 25. This is crazy. All of these ranked teams in the HBCU landscape, I absolutely love it. And I hope that it continues going. I'm rooting for Benedict to jump into the top 15. I'm rooting for them to go even higher, right? These are things that I want to see now that they have asserted themselves as the current kings of the SIAC. I'm loving it. But going forward, we're going to be talking about I guess a fight. We went from talking about John Jones out wrestling the wrestler. Well, let's keep it in the fight metric. Um, no, let me not even promote it. But it was it was something that went down when Southern and Prairie View went against each other. They also went against each other in the pregame. Now the fines and suspensions have been handed down. Before I get into that, however, I want to talk to you and give you a message from our friends at Nissan. Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment. And that segment is called Thrilling Moments, where we break down some of the best moments from this last weekend of action. And I want to talk about this Southern versus Alcorn game. Just reflect real quick. August Petrie, third of his name, had a bomb to start the game two plays later he followed it up with another bomb and to me that set the tone the explosive offense of southern in the first half was the reason they were able to put up so many points and that play by petrie on the first play of the game and the third play of the game was the reason that they were able to score at the beginning set the tone and i loved it now that was our thrilling moment of the week. But let's go ahead and thrill yourself. And you can get that with the new thrilling designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. You have the Pathfinder, the Armada, and then also the Frontier. Pursue what thrills you at NissanUSA.com. wrapping up today's episode of locked on hbcu and i want to say this i'm trying to get to 1250 by next week by next week i'm trying to hit 1250 we're at like 1200 maybe 1210 i can't remember i want to get 1250 guys let's see if we can bump this up to 1250 let's keep going let's keep going let's keep going let's keep going but i want to talk about something that's relatively serious um Southern versus Prairie, you got into a fight. We all know about it, right? No need to condone it, but it happened. And, you know, get some laughs about it, but it's not nothing to condone. They have now been handed down their punishments. I called this a conspiracy last week, and I'll tell you the truth. I'm going to say it again. The conspiracy 
to not have Southern be punished before Alcorn. But I ain't even mad about it. Truth be told, I think I, I don't even know if conspiracy is an accurate word because everybody knows this is what happened. Say no conspiracy, right? The swag office can't come out and say that because that's irresponsible, right? That sounds like favoritism. But let's be real. We could have had this solved three days prior. You could have had it done, but I'm glad they didn't. I'm take. I'm gonna be honest. Do I think that they extended the investigation on purpose? Yeah. Would I have done it? Yeah. Am I happy they did it? Yeah. Right. There's a word I wanted to add before. Yeah, but I can't say it here. Can't say it on this platform. But just know I'm pretty stinking excited. <laughs> um. But uh, in all seriousness, man, this was the right call. I'm happy that they did it. Um. I I would have been pretty bummed out. We don't know who's suspended yet, but I've been pretty bummed out if a major player was suspended for that game. And I understand it's called responsibility and things of that nature. But as a fan, I don't really care about responsibility. I just want to see the best players on the field at times when I need the best players on the field. So I'm OK with that. Um, and also, I don't say it as a conspiracy. Seriously, I'm just joking. Right. Um, but PV wasn't really going to care what happened you had 21 players in total that were suspended you had 10 on the side of pv 11 on the side of southern and then also fines handed out but pv wasn't going to care it's a one game suspension for everybody they had a bye week last week they have lamar this week okay whatever southern has virginia lynchburg this week okay whatever like nobody cares because those aren't swat games it's not even about the difficulty of the game it's about the fact that these aren't swat games they don't matter they're irrelevant they're irrelevant. Southern and Prairie View could both lose this week. And guess what? They're in the same exact position to make it to the conference championship as they would have been. And I don't think any team that doesn't win this conference this year is making it to the FCS champion or playoffs. Like, I, I just don't think so. I don't think that they've had the. I don't know if they've had the season that FAMU had last year. Southern's pretty close. Southern's been pretty close, but. For the most part, that's that's difficult. So really, what are you what are you fighting for? You know what I mean? It's it's things like that where this doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. But I, I do want to point out that they did not tell us who was suspended. They did hand down fines. Southern had 7.5K. Prairie View had 10K. And some might ask, why did the team with less players suspended have more money? And I think it's really just because they're the home team. I genuinely believe it's because it happened on their field. And the SWAC said that they failed to comply with the SWAC's game day management decorum. That doesn't sound like something that the visiting team has to worry about. So because of that, I think they had an extra 2.5 added on to their fines just because they're the home team. <laughs> so it, it sucks but it is what it is this is a suspension that happened we knew when it was going to happen neither team is truly affected by it happening I don't know if that's a coincidence you know like I kind of wonder if Prairie View was playing Bethune-Cookman or UAPB you would have to suspend them at some time but I just wonder how that would have went how, how they would have felt about all of that if or if maybe they had a non-conference game last week and now they have a conference game this week. I just wonder how that would have went. But luckily, there was no kind of um, obstacle that couldn't be reached or some type of unfair treatment that could have happened. You had two teams. One had a bye week. One faced a conference opponent in a major game and then they have non-conference opponents suspend them for the non-conference game and let's go ahead and get on about our day. 
Speaking of get on about our day, I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day. Starting off the day with us is always a plus. I love it. I love it. I love it. And keep doing it. And I hope that you love it as well. Now for tomorrow's episode, we're going to be here to talk about FAMU. I got some things that I got to say because I'm just not sure about the Rattlers. We're going to talk about them and Hampton on tomorrow's episode of Locked on HBCU. Now for your second listen of the day, make sure you're checking out us or excuse me, checking out our conference shows on the podcast network, whether that's Locked on ACC, Locked on SEC, Locked on Pac-12, Big 12, Sunbelt. Make sure you're checking out the conference shows on the network because they're like our brothers and sisters, right? In the meantime, in between time, though, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care, stay blessed. Peace.